0: The Quest for a Better Cancer Vaccine. We'll talk about that next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. I'm talking with Dr. Mingnan Chen, Assistant Professor of Pharmaceutics and Pharmaceutical Chemistry at the University of Utah. And with his graduate student, Peng Zhao. He's co-author of a new study on developing a vaccine system that could one day be used against cancers and other disorders. So vaccines against cancer, I think that's a concept that a lot of people are still trying to understand. Dr. Chen, can you explain what that is?
1: Yes, um, our, our body actually has a well-fired um, system to protect us, and the immune system to protect us from cancer or virus infections. However, this system by nature is not strong enough. So we want to actually use vaccine to boost these immune responses so we can use these immune responses to against the cancer. Uh, one step further, we are here trying to develop the vaccine delivery and the adjuvant system to further enhance the effectiveness of the vaccines so that we can either prevent the cancer or treat the cancer if someone gets the cancers.
0: So how does the vaccine work? Is it different than, say, a flu vaccine?
1: Largely, actually, it's the same as the flu vaccines. Um, so if we uh, know a group of people who may have a high risk with some type of cancer, we can, like, say, breast cancer, we can give this group of people with breast cancer vaccines. So in the long run, this vaccine will pr- protect these people from developing our breast cancers. Or we can use as a treatment See if some person, uh, a group person, has developed a breast cancer. So we can use a vaccine together with the surgery uh, to treat breast cancer to prevent the metastasis or to prevent recurrency of the breast cancers.
0: Um, what is the vaccine made from?
1: So our uh, uh, the vaccine can made from cancer cells can made with protein from the cancers or from peptide from cancers. In our, sp- our specific case, we use a peptide from cancers. This peptide will be presented by the cancer cells, serve as the label for these cancer cells. And we deliver these vaccines to our body so our immune system can recognize the cancer cells with these kind of labels.
0: So you're kind of um teaching the immune cells how to attack that cancer.
1: yes. Yes, we teaching the immune cells. We also use these vaccines to boost the immune cells that can attack this type of cancer cells.
0: Now, obviously it's not so easy or else someone would have, we would all be getting these vaccines. Well, or else some of us would be getting these vaccines already. So what, what's kind of the, the tricky part about in developing these vaccines?
1: The tricky part of this vaccine first is efficacy. The second is the safety. The third is the cost. So the, for the efficacies um so right now the cancer vaccine there's a, quite a bit of clinic uh a, quite a large number of clinical trial on the cancer vaccines. however, right now there are only two of them has been uh actually proved for clinical use so we want to use this very unique uh vaccine delivery and adjuvant system to drastically uh, boost the effectiveness of the cancer vaccine so they actually can show the effect in the clinics. Uh, on top of that, our vaccine uh, delivery system also have advantage in the, in terms of safety and in terms of preparation. So it could have a very low cost to produce this type of vaccine.
0: Some of your research is focusing on optimizing this delivery and adjuvant system. Um, Peng, can you give me a basic idea of, of what that is?
2: Uh, the basis of the delivery system, uh, so we're using a nanoparticle based system to deliver the vaccine. Comparing with the free vaccine, which usually delivered by peptide, this nanoparticle, first, they are preferred by immune cells. So the uptake is actually better. And second, um actually it's more important. We can incorporate different other moieties, uh, with the vaccine, um in the nanoparticle just by one protein, one peptide. So kind of, um, how to say, Address the uh, the problem other people cannot address. So when we are incorporating all the moieties, they are together and they work together, just immediately show the effect. But other people they have to mix it, you know, which is generally speaking, it's not that effective. Yeah, that's the basis of our of our delivery system.
0: So the the nanoparticle, I mean, what does that do? Does it help um, stabilize the? The vaccine?
2: Uh, there are multiple use of it. So when you attach, uh, so peptide usually has, is much smaller than nanoparticle. So when you inject them, they diffuse e- everywhere. So it's kind of like a, how say, the efficiency for immune cells to take the peptide is low because mm-hmm. immune cells are not designed to do that. Okay. So think about naturally immune cells, they like particles like virus, bacteria. So if you put peptides on some particle, artificial particle, it will help the immune cell to recognize them and uh, and get them.
0: But it turns out that you can get the particle to the immune cells, but that's only half the battle.
2: There there are how to say uh a p a full vaccine to work after they, they they are taken by the cell, they need to be processed in order, you know, to be to be recognized before they're presented. So our particle actually have this uh, uh this uh, responsive uh, characteristic which means uh, when they are taken into the cell, they can dissociate and release the peptide for the cell to, to further
1: present, uh, present to, to other immune cells. So we said uh, this system have very good contrast or changeable stability. When we want them to be stable, they are very stable. And when we then want them to become unstable, they become unstable.
0: Do you intend to take this to clinical trials?
1: Yes. Bring the effective vaccine and vaccine delivery system from bench side to the bedside has been our goal from the very beginning of this project. When we set up to develop this vaccine delivery and adjuvant system about four years ago, one of the most important criteria that we had is that this system has to be compatible and immunocompatible not only to mouse but also to human being, so that we can actually test this system Not only preclinically in animal model, which is very important, but also in clinically in human beings. Now that we have this system, we are very excited uh, about the idea that this system could benefit patients someday in the near futures. And we're actually working very hard to pushing this system forward so that this system can actually be tested clinically. First, we are testing this system uh, in the animal me- melanoma models, we try, um, the result actually very exciting and promising now because this system does, um did, uh, enhance the anti-melanoma immune responses. Second, we are f- continuing furnishing this system so that this system will have the capacity to overcome multiple barriers than facing cancer vaccines. So hopefully we can bring up uh, even uh, stronger delivery system so that the system have a high likelihood to be successful in the clinicals. Lastly, I want to mention that we have had intellectual properties for the system, so we are looking for the investment so that help us to bring this system from our bench side to the hospital bedside.
0: Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.